Hello everyone, and welcome back to Creative Emotions. I am your host, Alex Lee. Howdy, howdy, howdy. I'm Jenny. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> uh, it's Cedric, everybody. Hey. hey. <laughs> um, but yeah, welcome back. And today, on this episode, we will be talking about the emotion powerless. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah. Sometimes? Yeah. Maybe? Mm-hmm. Often. Often. Yeah, yeah often. Alrighty. Mm-hmm. Hey, when was the last time you felt powerless? Bring Ooh. it on. Bring it on. Uh, you? Oh, yeah. yeah let's I go. guess I'll go first. You will go first. <laughs> I will go first. How about that? Seize the power. Take the reign. Uh, you're right. I should, huh? But <laughs> anyways. Um, so, the time that I felt powerless was literally like um, Friday and Saturday. Like, literally, mm. the last two days, like, yesterday and the day before. Um, because the reason why I felt so powerless because I had so many passions and dreams that I wanted to achieve all at once. Um, and, I ha- and I really had to think about it because not only do I want to do this podcast, not only do I want to do, be part of, you know, my dance team and do, be a better dancer in outer class, I also want to create my own dance studio and I am also helping Cedric with um, the uh, dancer uh, social media app that we are still in the beta testing for. Well, it's still in the process of creating. It's not out yet. We're still in the blueprint phase. But like well, the most painful thing that I experienced from that was that I had so many things I wanted to do, but I, I just didn't know how to manage it. You know, like I didn't know didn't know how to do how to like work on all of them and and it, it hurt it hurt and just you know I felt sad from it because like I, all of these dreams and passions that I want to achieve that I want to do like I I just feel like I just can't have enough time for right now you know mm-hmm. and not only that like when I was like at practice on Friday and Saturday when we were um, rehearsing for uh, one of our sets like I just my head wasn't in the game because I was so focused on so many other things that outside of it that I just couldn't think straight while I practice and and that really bothered me a lot you know so that's that's what um that's one thing that that recently happened to me that I felt powerless about yeah and I get that's like um that's something that I think I can resonate really well with too um because when I was like younger and I still feel it now to a degree I don't think it ever really goes away Mm -hmm. if you have ambitions you have goals right when they when they pile right um you you just feel like well I I, I'm I'm only one person you can only be pulled in so many directions and eventually sleep would be necessary right yeah eating and things like that and um in doing so right like um you feel like you just don't know if anything's gonna work if anything's happening and you feel like you just don't have any power because that's like that's the whole point right like power leads to movement leads to growth leads to success it leads to achievement and when you don't see those things happening for you right you're going to inevitably feel powerless and so yeah i mean i get that when we think about like happiness Mm -hmm. right we don't think we're powerless to achieve it right like Mm -hmm. especially in our society we think like 
if anything, we're entitled to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but then when we are out in the world, we're like, well, how do I even do that? How do I gain? Like, what do I need to do? And but I think a lot of people try to pursue a path that like will like I think that's I think that's like pretty important idea that people will pursue paths they think will achieve their happiness which is like the easiest access to like power like oh like okay like getting a job to make a lot of money that's like a form of power and like Mm -hmm. okay and that seems kind of easy but then if it's not what in your heart what you really want you're not going to be really happy but you do have like maybe some influence and you have like things like that because that's why people pivot all the time like you know like people like make an x amount of money and then they're like well i don't want to do this job anymore bye and then they have the power to to do the things that they want i, I remember this guy his, his name was like um his first name is adam but i should know his last name because we were all in the teaching credential program so we had to all call each other mr blank yeah or mr. <laughs> like you know Mrs. mr or blank. Mr. Miss blank mrs blank mr blank you know whatever and so but he had worked in like like accounting and finance for like five years and he had hated it but then i he had realized that like well he had gained like you know like x amount of money and x amount of like i guess quote unquote power and so he's like you know what like fine i'm done like i can pivot and then like now when he teaches like he has like this ability to teach and he can teach his best self because he's not worried about his livelihood as a teacher Mm -hmm. he's like okay like well i've set myself for that I have now I can actually teach and if I get fired well whatever you know like mm-hmm. like I'll still be fine and so mm-hmm. I think we're all trying to gain like um, a sense of power but when we think about like all we are and all the dreams that we have it's it seems just overwhelming as, as crazy it's very daunting like I've had that too where I mean obviously everybody's experience is different so mm-hmm. but um, even just like at that point where you get so many ideas all at once, like, it's really hard to know where to start, you know? Um, and then I think you bring up a good point where, you know, you brought, like, I don't know if you meant to do this, but, like, you felt distracted in practice. Yeah. And I think people kind of discount the, like, importance of being present. And it's hard. There's, like, so many things. Like, honestly, I've got so many things on my mind. I, like, and I noticed it this week, too. Like, I was completely distracted at work. Mm. Like, (laughs) ridiculously distracted at work all week. And it really is, I think that's another part of it, too, is, like, really trying to, whatever you're doing, like, just try and be there um, if you can. And that kind of helps with clarity because, too, that, like, if you think about it, like, if you're distracted doing something else, like, would you rather be doing something else? And I don't think that's necessarily the point, but I think if you can do your best to be as present in whatever you're doing, then that can kind of help you get clarity about, like, oh, actually, you know, this kind of keeps popping up into my mind. Maybe I need to be focusing on this other thing. Or this is so distracting when I'd rather be here in the moment. Like, maybe I need to put that aside. Um, So something to kind of think about. But I think presence, it's really hard. And it's an actual, it's a practice. Like, and I'm working actively working on that yeah. <laughs> about being present because mm-hmm. I do it in my dancing too like I anticipate moves and like I get that note all the time so like 
just focus and finish the move before you go on to the next one because mm-hmm. otherwise you jump the gun and then your timing's off and everything so right. it's it takes time but i think it's it's really important thank you yeah yeah that wasn't i'm sorry but it wasn't what? like alex this is what you should be doing oh but, no you, you know, were like, like that okay good i was like i did but alex that's what you should be doing <laughs> no, i was like i didn't mean that to come out preachy but like that's just something no, that i focused on I uh, I don't think that's preachy at okay, all. Okay, so you're good. Same for you listeners out there. Just. Mm-hmm. I think um I think like the the interesting thing about it is um like I'd say like what I what I learned from from like experiencing something like that like most of the time like I know when I was younger like I ran away from stuff like that mm-hmm. like if 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 there's ever like a situation where I felt like um, there's too much of something. I put it aside and like it never come. Then never go back to it, mm. which which bugs me a lot because like like I, I'm my mind's right now at the state where like I want to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the thing. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's tough because it's like it's like your fight or flight response, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and the problem is is like when you decide to fight something and it doesn't get solved right away or it doesn't feel like you're progressing in it, uh, you're going to feel like well, should I even continue, yep. right? Which ev- which I think further, like, emboldens your powerlessness, right? Like, it's like, oh, like, like, oh, like nothing's happening. Like, I don't want to do it anymore. And then that's when you're actively choosing to be powerless in the situation, mm, right? That's and right. It's just like, it's like, oh, okay, like, well, it's not, and I'm not like, I can't do anything. I'm just going to, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just going to let them just do it. <laughs> or yeah. let, let the things just happen. And that, that sucks because it also leads to a very victim mentality. Yeah. And that, that's, that's true about like, I feel like I, I can sense the seed of that, right? Where mm-hmm. it's just uh, a victimized mentality comes from like this idea of um, at a certain point you are like, you are a victim, right? Uh, but the mentality of victimization really comes from like, um, well, like an experience that you feel like, well, this is just how it is. And like, this is how like, I'm like, you know, very much like I'm the one like, and then I can't do anything about my situation. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel powerless to do so. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I see people all the time and I, I even think of them in my head at, at times, whatever it may be. And it's, it's hard for me to see them like that because I think with anybody you care about, um, like you don't want them to just feel like they're at the mercy of like, the pains of this world and and you you try right like to 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 kind of help them but even like right now like with jenny she was like worried like oh i hope that didn't sound preachy and like that's that's kind of like the issue right where it's like changing a mentality we want to be like hey like you can do it yes you you may and you can do whatever maybe but then the person's like already defensive about that mentality because right. like they see from practical experience, right, has told them, well, no, I can't, mm-hmm. right? and whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And so I think about that a lot. I think about, because I, I teach, right? So essentially I'm around the most powerless of all, young people. And and it's dangerous at times, because it's like, um, like I'm, I, I, one of my jobs, I think, like by like sort of like ancillary sense, is like to empower them, mm-hmm. to make them, you know, feel like they have some sort of stake in like, um, society and that they can achieve and that you know they are you know productive and capable and worthwhile human beings and so i'm like okay but i can't just be like hey you're worthwhile you can do it i believe in you because they're they're, people are kind of like unless you're like 
like sincerity goes a long way like if you really believe it i think certain kids will, will do it but like like it's like teaching only one way if i told people everything what to do some people are like visual learners and like you know like something people need to be tactile so like giving them those opportunities to feel empowered again is pretty crazy um i watched this and this is actually funny this is like a tangent that goes off in my head now um because uh alex does this a lot where he brings up tv shows oh yeah <laughs> uh to kind of like parallel um like what we're talking about and so this is actually my turn because it came into my head right now i watched this show called altered carbon altered carbon uh, okay yeah it's on it's on netflix i've seen that yeah it's like a very sci-fi and the cool thing about this show is like most sci-fi shows like the way they're designed is like they have like this one scientific like or fantastic like piece of technology and apparently society has just revolved around that one thing Hmm. you know like robots but altered carbon apparently decided like let's just put all of them and see if society could still function (laughs) it's like it's got like robots and like holograms and whatever maybe and so what happened was it's like in the story so humans have found a way to kind of live forever because they transfer their consciousness in these like little disc things, right? Um, and so it, it, the main story revolves kind of around that, but then the, there's like other technologies. So in it, they, there's a hotel and the hotel is a character because it's like run by an artificial intelligence. I love that. And the, and the artificial intelligence is actually based off of Edgar Allan Poe. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's like the, the hotel is called the Raven or whatever, uh, or, or like in some, whatever maybe. And so it's like it's very like. And so you see like uh, this holographic Edgar Allan Poe helping the main character, and then and in it the side character, she's like this woman and uh, she's been horribly traumatized, mm. like horribly traumatized. Um, like um, I can't remember what happened to her but she's like to the point where she again she feels utterly powerless in her world and so they transfer and like because she, she, she actually the person actually her body died but her consciousness was mm. saved mm. and so what they do is they transfer her consciousness into the hotel mm-hmm. and then the, the hotel the you know the Edgar Allan Poe character is like he downloads a program about like psychology and like and so what he does is like because like trauma happened to her mm-hmm. and she felt like like she couldn't stop it all he does is kind of like train her how to like kind of like use her anger and then like teach her martial arts <laughs> and then at the end of the show she's just like this badass bitch cuz she gets transferred into like a robot yes. and then she's just like in like a, 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 a synthetic cyborg that can like look like uh, you know how she used to look like and she's just going around she's just kicking everyone's ass but she was like it was like it was cool because like you got to see like her like like actually trying to like psychologically like regain her power mm. as opposed to like here's a program and like now you're a badass like no it's like like he was like hey like i know it's tough like do you want to hit me that's what that's what he said to her mm-hmm. and, he's, and he's like I, I, if you're angry you know you can hit me i won't get hurt and then she's like what <laughs> and it's so like you know you have the power to like seize that thing so if you feel something do it now like hit me and like he's like hit me hit me hit me and she's like oh, all right i'll hit you and it's like how did that feel and like he's all happy <laughs> bounced across the room and then he like he springs back i was like how did that feel and then she's like i guess it's kind of good but you can see the kind of development and it's yeah. like yeah and developing all of that power and i think about that when i think about like how am i going to help others right um in doing so because it's not just about talking sometimes you just gotta like 
Like, here's an opportunity for you to regain your power. Like, what's going to make sense for you? Mm-hmm. And, and you think about, like, yeah, just, and like, I, because it's so hard for me to sometimes see, like, someone just feel, like, so, like, overwhelmed by life and, and everything in, in regards to that. And I feel like, yeah. I feel like if I had to say, like, a purpose in things that I, one of my purposes in life to do is to, to do that, to, like, feel, help people feel empowered. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's my whole shtick. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, when was the time you felt powerless? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's actually very recent. I think it was actually yesterday. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Yeah. It's, um, it deals it's a with... a tough weekend. Yeah. It's not, well, it's, I mean, but it's one of those things that it's, it's reoccurring for me. And it's, and I think it, it kind of go. it's very similar to you, Alex. Um, it's, it's existential in its nature, but it's very specific in its nature. It's mm-hmm. about like dance. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. And so um, I think about like, um, I think about being older, right? Like I'm 31 and, and I've talked to people and um, I, there's great advice that I've heard and I try to implement it as much as I can, but um Ultimately, it's like this problem of like, well, I just don't feel like I'm, I'm quite where I would like to be, you know. And again, it's it's very much like the frustration of not reaching uh, your particular place, and to, and a feeling like there's not really any progress to be made. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I and recently, I and it comes into dance like um, it's like trying to adapt new movement, and then like realizing that my body is not doing what i'm telling it to do Mm. you know it's like i see something and like okay it's registering in my mind but when i try to incorporate it within myself it's just not it's just so like it just falls so short and you know i look at you know like well how do i get to there right and then i think about like and it's like, you know, it's, it's funny because like there's a comforting thought about like we, we talk about on, uh, on this show where it's like when we go on social media, right? We think that the, that person is an iceberg, right? Like it's like you only see the tip, mm-hmm. right? And like you want to try to get there. And then you, we think, but that's not true because they've probably done like years of like training, you know, like we never got to see their awkwardness and whatever it may be. And... So that's good, but then it has now come into me like a bit of a reverse because I feel like they were younger, they paid their dues, and now they are where they are, right? When they when they were young to pay those dues. Like for me, I have to still maybe pay those dues, but like, do I really have the time and can my body really survive it? Mm-hmm. You know, like recently I had like a horrible back end, like I had a back injury from another team and I was like, it's not going away as as quickly as i would hope and i would like and i worry like is this a permanent thing because people talk about that all the time like i have like a permanent that's why i can't blank anymore Mm -hmm. i can't blank anymore and it gets into my head like those problems where i'm like yeah because the narrative of that problem is like powerlessness like like i don't play football anymore because i tore my acl or i don't you know do this anymore because i'm like blank and blank and then i'm like like when an injury has occurred on a person, like when it's referencing that, it is about powerlessness. And I worried, and I worried for a bit that that's what's happening to me. But then I think to myself, like, like it's funny because that I'm, I guess my birthday is coming up. 
Um, in yeah. two months? Yeah, like two, months. Or three, two or three months. Well, depending on when this podcast comes That's out. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it, um, and Cedric I'll be... and I both have birthdays in March. Oh, okay. There. So yeah, there, there we go. go. So there we go. So that wherever the podcast lands, <laughs> March. Yeah. So whenever you listen to this, yeah, it may have already happened for it or whatever. <laughs> but like as I'm getting older, like I, 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 I'm starting to really feel the transition of my body where it's like I can't just do things like uh, and then I can't expect certain things to just come to me and initially it was a feeling of powerlessness it's like how come I can't and in doing so like I'm I'm, I'm trying to adjust and adapt but also be proactive mm. right like in trying to think about that like you know like it is time for me to really think about yeah like I can't just wait for it to go away. So maybe it's time to really think about going to the doctor's office. Like as soon as you maybe feel something and like understanding my body, changing my diet to try to like, you know, feel this. And then realizing that maybe things will never really be the same. Mm -hmm. Like I can't, like there's no, I don't think there's any diet in the world. Maybe if there is, let us know guys. (laughs) That can make me feel like I'm like 31. That can make me feel like I'm 18 again. You know, like, like I can just be spry and just like, you know, move, whatever it is. Um, but, you know, like I am trying to maintain a body that is changing. Mm-hmm. And with it, though, I have to realize that the expectations of that have to adjust accordingly or else I'm always going to feel like like you're always looking back, like you're just boring back to the past. And and I, I feel that doesn't, that's a really horrible feeling. But like and then last last night, I, I really got into it and it's just like. I don't know, like, 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 should I, and then the question is, like, should I just stop dancing? Like, should, like, and, like, is this, like, what else is there left for me to do or to gain? Like, is it worth all of this anguish and this pain at times? Um, and ultimately, and we'll get to, like, about it later, how I felt, like, I get over it, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, the sense of, like, powerlessness, but yeah. Right. So that's that's that was the last time. And it was pretty recent. So yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Shooting on to Jenny. Yeah. Okay, so I have two. Um one where I like actually chose to be powerless. Oh. Or in less power. Okay. And one where I actually was scared and it made me feel powerless. Okay. Um so the first one will go in chronological order. Okay. So, um, I think I've talked about it before. I worked at Disneyland for like nine, almost ten years. Mm-hmm. I got hired right out of high, like actually even before my high school graduation. So that was from eighteen to like I can't math, but like twenty twenty six twenty. I think it was. 26 right before my birthday 27 Mm -hmm. um and i left because i went to do a study abroad trip okay um so i moved away to london um that's cool yeah which that's why so you were going to school and working at disneyland yeah okay yeah um i was in school for a very long time i just did part-time no that's okay Mm -hmm. no worries um but anyway so when i was working at disneyland i had basically like Right after, let's see, it was a year, a little bit under a year that I had been hired there, I became a supervisor. So I was a supervisor for like eight years. Okay, nice. Um, and like did different things with that, but I 
we had a lot of power really like we really only called our managers if like a guest didn't want to talk to somebody who was in costume which mm-hmm. they always told them pretty much the same thing but you know but i get it like people like, hey i don't want to talk to you i don't want to look like you know blake and blake where's your manager there was a point where i wore like a red and yellow polo with like blue overalls and i was like nobody's gonna take me seriously <laughs> in this oh, no. <laughs> i barely take myself seriously <laughs> but it was pretty comfortable um so anyways um, so we had a lot of power and not like overlord kind of power, but you know, we had a lot of influence on how like the day to day operations were run. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I, at that point, like I was towards the end, I was starting to feel kind of burnt out and sure. like, it's a lot of responsibility to, you know, like people yell at you and it's not, right. <laughs> it's I'm not sure. always fun being in power. Um, so I moved to London. I did an internship where I really didn't have much power. I just kind of like skated through and like okay. did. I learned things. Um, but then when I came back, um, I got a job. My a job at a hotel, and I specifically like didn't want to. I we didn't really have like a middle supervisor position. So it's basically you kind of like work your way up to being a manager. And one, seeing what they do, I don't want to do that. (laughs) And two, I just kind of decided, like, I'm at the point in my life where I'm okay just coming to work, doing my thing, and then leaving. Yeah. You know? And I hadn't done that for years. But, like, that was a point where I specifically, like, thought about it. I do not want to be (laughs) in power. And, like, my current job is a little bit different. Like, I have more responsibilities but still like a lot of that stuff is not on me like people don't call me out to the front desk to like answer questions or anything like there are things that like kind of fall on mine and my team's head but really like we don't have too much power and it's actually freed up a lot of mental space for me because like my day-to-day work is now that I have it down, it's fairly simple. And there's, like, different things we need to coordinate at different times. But, like, it's it's fairly mundane and it's fairly simple. And, like, we just troubleshoot and take care of, like, problem solving when it comes up. Um, but it's a lot less mental energy for me and I kind of like it. But it's also – actually, I'll talk about that later. There's another bit with that in terms of like intention that I've discovered. Now the other one was, uh, it was maybe like a half a year ago. Um, I've been going to kickboxing for a while and that makes you feel super powerful. Hey. I've never done that, which nice. is so fun. Hey. I actually really liked it. Um, but I had been sick um, and I was getting over my cold and I got, and. So I'd been out of practice for like a while and my body was just like still feeling sore and recovering. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was about 10 o'clock at night when somebody rang my doorbell and I wasn't like expecting anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized later that I forgot to look through the peephole, but it turned out to be some drunk guy that had wandered up to oh, my Jesus. apartment and these guys have been to my house. Our apartment isn't like 
easy to find. Right, like right, it's right. up, it's, it's off like the street, street and it's and up then the you stairs. Have to go into like these stairs into the like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so okay. So that was scary to begin with, but he kept like saying something about like having a room here and like you need mm. to let me in. They promised me a room and blah blah blah. And he, I was like, this isn't a, I thought he thought it was like a hotel or a guest right, house or like something. I was like, this isn't a hotel. Like you have the wrong place. And he just kept saying the same thing. And like, and then finally I shut the door and locked it. And he started like banging on my door, cussing at me, like being really loud. Right. And I got so freaked out. And <laughs> so I called the police, but he was there for a while. Oh, yeah? Like, just banging on my door and yelling. And uh-huh. um, when I think about it later, like, I probably, with the positioning of the door, like, and the way that he was, I probably still could have, like, pushed him down the stairs if I needed to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had been considering, like, kind of going through my own existential crisis, like, considering moving abroad and, like, mm. you know, being, like, being away from a roommate and being on my own. And at that point, I was, like, I, like, I just felt stupid and, like, weak and powerless afterwards. I was, like, how could, like, I didn't even check. I was, like, so unsafe. How could I even, like, mm. like, what business do I have living on my I own? And, like, I'm not even strong enough right now to do anything. Like, because, like, my body actually, like, I felt physically weak, too. Mm -hmm. And it was just a whole, it was a whole tailspin thing. But Mm -hmm. luckily, I mean, eventually he left and, like, the cops didn't, they just, like, came by, found them circling. And we haven't had, like, this is not a regular occurrence. I haven't had anything else really happen like that since, but... It does still kind of stick in my mind where it's like, and I don't know, as like a fairly young female living on my own, like my roommate's a female too, you know, it's just something else that we need to think about and like, you know, like physical protection too. So that was, that was scary. No, that's, that's like a terrifying situation. And honestly, I think, yeah, like. Being put in that situation, it's very like. Um, unfortunately, it seems like it's it seems like very gendered, right? Like, mm-hmm. and um, that's like it's unfair, but it's like that's kind of like the world that kind of exists and whatever it may be. And and I think to myself like, yeah, how could you not feel that way? Because, and then but then like and then yeah, the tailspin occurs. It's like you know like you were you were maybe set to like try a whole new adventure, but then this like occurrence happens, and you're like yeah and then it spirals right and and that's so unfortunate because i feel like that's honestly the best way i think you could have handled that situation i i thinking about it later like there are definitely things i would have done differently okay like i remember because because the only other person that would come by is like maybe our neighbors sometimes Mm -hmm. and so like i remember calling out like oh coming and then, like, forgetting to look through the people. Right. Like, those are two things that now I won't do. Okay. Like, now I'll just walk quietly. I'll make sure I check mm-hmm. before anybody answers. Like, I don't care if I keep my friends waiting. Like, you right. guys yeah. are going to... No, 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 that's fine. You guys are going to sit there and, like, you know, and that's just a thing that I have now. Um, but in all honesty, like, that's all... 
that's all I could do. Right. You know, like, and, and I've talked to people after that since, like, yeah, like, you did the best you could in that situation, right. you know? Right, and honestly, I would have almost probably done the exact same thing. Yeah. Right? And, like, if not exactly the same thing. Yeah. Because I think it's just, like, and there's, like, something to be said about people, right? And, like, yeah, you could have the power to maybe do a situation differently, but then we have to think about the consequences of all of those actions right. that you do that you are empowered to do. Right. Right, like... I, you mentioned earlier, like, oh, uh, I could have pushed him down the stairs. And if you had made that choice, right? And, yeah. And if he had got injured, like, oh, now I'm wrapped up in all yeah. sorts of other nonsense. Well, and I say that is in terms of, like, if like, he yeah. had, he didn't, like, when I was out there, he didn't physically push on the door. Mm-hmm. But, like, if he had gotten physical, I probably could yeah. have actually pushed. Like, I wouldn't elicit violence, That's like, exactly. just in general. But, like, if I needed to. Right, but it was an option. Like yeah, so like yeah, like you are like you're backed into a corner defensively, and like you do what you have to, and like again, people would hopefully understand, but then it's like, like oh, you know, like get out of here and whatever, maybe, and then like that's like the choices we make. Like we, I think we all don't realize sometimes we sometimes think in the kind of notion that we are sometimes powerless, uh, and then sometimes we think it's like sometimes it's kind of like illusionary where it's like oh yeah I could have done this but you really don't want to like yeah. do that you really don't want to enact a choice like don't make me call the police on your ass yeah because like then that's gonna like mess up your life or whatever maybe because it it reminded me of like a student that I have and she's doing her personal statement she has like the cute I don't know if I mentioned her and she's like she's like got the cutest voice <laughs> right um and she's very sweet she's very nice and I think her voice is kind of like shaped a large part of her life but she also talked about how she was bullied for that voice and she had a chance right where she was she was she's a senior right in in high school and she's very she's small and petite and she was getting bullied by a freshman right from china who 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 had just recently moved to the states by saying like her voice is dumb and stupid and then later they were throwing stuff at her like like you know like you know like like lunch and food like towards her or at her you know whatever wow. and they would laugh and be like haha you know whatever and so like to us this is a very clear incident of bullying right but to her because she is so sweet she did not want to take courses of action against that person mm-hmm. because it's like i don't want to mess up their life like she still sees them yeah. as a pe- as a person yeah and so and in doing so she felt like maybe powerless to resolve the situation because of how she is like as a person she does not want to be like i don't want to get teachers involved i don't want to get too many people eventually though right she had to say something so Mm -hmm. she she said something in like this kind of like the the choir class has like these circle shares or whatever and she mentioned it and then she started crying Mm -hmm. right and then um and then eventually like you know like like she her um you know her, her friends are there and then like and then they, they're telling her like you know they're trying to console her but i think one of her friends is like i think we need to go talk to the blank and then and kind of convinced her to be like mm-hmm. okay like maybe mm-hmm. it's time and then like mm-hmm. and i think she eventually had to report the incident in bullying but that's the thing like you know she didn't want to you know she didn't really want to do those things she don't you don't want like i think none of us want to mess up anybody's life unless no. like Unless for some reason you feel like they messed up yours even worse or something like that. Mm-hmm. Honestly, even for people like that, I I don't want to even think about them anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, if you've messed up my life, mm-hmm. you're done. Right. Like, get out. I don't want to think about you. Like, my kind of, like, karmic thing is, like, I wish you well. 
I hope you get your shit together, but stay away from me. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I mean, I mean, like when I think about that, like I actually think it in a different way. Mm-hmm. From me, from my perspective, I feel like the girl mm-hmm. um, cares about to, cares too much about other people than herself. I mean, uh, that's 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 how I think in my brain. And that was a conversation I had with her, right? Like, it's just like you know, like I understand, like I understand that you your caring nature, like I know you love that about yourself, but like you need to redirect that care to yourself Mm -hmm. and also i told her like this is an important story to tell because this would have been the very first reported incident of bullying at that high school oh wow but i know for a fact like that bullying exists but no one speaks on it you know like Mm -hmm. for the longest time there were problems you know in our society that just were kept hush hush you know Mm -hmm. quite and like you know, like, I can't imagine the problems that are still hush-hush about it, mm-hmm. right? It's the whole no snitching. Yeah, like, no snitching, like, you know, like, this is, like, a blank world, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, we, it, it will come up, nothing will, nothing good will come of it, mm-hmm. right? But then I told her, like, this is important for you because, like, if you make this stand, like, you have to think, if you're really caring, you should think about not just, like, that girl who's bullying you. You should think about every other girl that that girl could possibly bully. Yeah. You know, like, to advocate for people who are like you mm-hmm. that are being put in situations and know that there is a line and that it can't be crossed anymore. Mm-hmm. And, like, eventually that's what the, the narrative became. It's, like, advocating for her justice, for justice for anyone who's like that. And But that requires, right, like, this idea that, like, well, one, it requires the idea like justice will be served and not like vengeance, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Because she's not the type, you know. Mm-hmm. And but then that also requires like you have the courage and the power to 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 enact that or start that mm-hmm. wherever it may lead or wherever it may go. Because like she's then, you know, like it's like, oh, I don't want to talk to other teachers about this. You know, I don't want I don't want to I don't need an apology from her to be a both of us in the same room and, you know, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that like, like classic mediation. <laughs> yeah. like, let's sit down with <laughs> a neutral party. party. Like, yeah. oh, no, I don't I don't think that's helpful. Sometimes, <laughs> honestly, like, like she again, like and she had told me like I, I and what was good is like, okay, like here, if you don't want to do the mediation, and I get that, she was like, okay, like, well, let's think of a solution to work through it together, right? Because it was happening as she was writing her essay. So I was, I was like, it's like, I have this thing I want to talk about. I'm like, yeah, what is it? And then like, and she tells me, I, I'm like, oh, and I'm like, this is so funny. Cause like, I'm like, I'm like one part, like, like. Oh, this is like a story. Like this is so sad. But the other part, I'm like, I'm very mother hand. Like I'm gonna oh, snatch. Hell no. I'm gonna snatch that bitch's hair out. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm gonna, like it's just like, how dare she, right? Like and like you, you get you you try to advocate. But again, I had to remember to restrain myself. Like, right. I can't be like, no, this is for all the women out there. Like and then put all this pressure on her. She's like, <laughs> I don't know. Power to the female. Yeah, it's like Power you know, it's like women. it's just like, hey, like think about it this way in this regard, like. You know, like, I know you're considered a caring person, but, you know, spread that out and stuff. Like, I had to care for her mm-hmm. in a way that was, like, very much for her. Yeah. Like, I can't be like, I'm going to care for you my way mm-hmm. and tell you, no, you go you go, and you you snitch on her and you make, she hangs. You know? <laughs> oh, no. You, know? you, you, make, you wow. make a public example Whoa. of this girl. <laughs> no, not to you. But they're still anyone. high school kids. That's what Come I'm on. saying. So that's, again, like, I'm trying to maintain the atmosphere in which every party could like you know both benefit while maintaining the, the best outcome but it's it was very much like thinking about that situation 
and regarding to yourself like okay like yeah that conversation is very very important and i think she she in reflecting about it, it did help her yeah and like and when her solution was like oh i'll, I'll, I'll meet up with her because like it was like at a club meeting so it's like well i invited her to like the the club social and then we could talk but then the girl never showed up mm. then i'm like oh well you tried hey yeah. you gave your due diligence that's fine you do you mm-hmm. you tried to resolve it civilly she messed up now we let her hang you know <laughs> Now we go to Jesus. the authorities. <laughs> no. Oh that's, a, that's the thing about that. And uh-huh. like, um, a lot of people hate lawyers, like a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, but that's the, the point of a lawyer is so that you don't feel powerless in a legal situation. Yeah. You know? So like when you feel like you need, you need justice, right? Or repercussion, um, like you, you go to them and they, they, they fight for you right they they hopefully right mm-hmm. they advocate for you mm-hmm. and again maybe their tactics are not so beneficial and things come out but mm-hmm. that's the process right um and you have to ask yourself those things in, in in your quest to to be empowered right are you willing to pay the prices for those things or whatever it may be and again you know like no judgment on anybody who who does what they need to do uh, to feel empowered at times, but it's just like it is something that you will have to live with if you if you make those certain decisions. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, oh, okay. So we've got a follow. We got a follow question. Okay, yeah. so on all those situations, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you want to? Yeah. Yeah. I, I will ask this question. Is that question? Um, so the question is, how did you apply what you learned to become empowered? Yes. Who, who first? Me first? You first? I'll go first. Since yes. I just yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so in regards to like the physical fear kind of powerless, um, I really did. I think it was like the adrenaline and the spiral and everything in the moment. Like, and... <laughs> I'll be honest, I called my mom because I was scared, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, perfectly reasonable. And, and it's perfectly reasonable. And I think, you know, whether it's your mom or, like, a friend or if you have, or like, your dad or somebody, you can call. Like, in those situations, I think, you know, it's important to do that. Like, just to kind of have somebody to, like, if you don't have somebody that can physically be with you, because I was alone in my apartment, um, like... You know, when you're scared, it's okay to call and, like, reach out to people and ask for help. And that's something that has not been easy for me mm-hmm. in any situation, like, asking for help. But I think it really helped to have my mom to, like, even just talk me down kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, like, you've done what you can, like, mm-hmm. and just thinking about it. And that, like... After talking with her, I was I was still in the spiral, but it helped me like later after I had slept on it and was able to like kind of get out of that to like think back on it. And it's like, okay, I felt powerless in the moment, but really I did do all I could, mm-hmm. you know? And like, that's just the way this situation is. And, you know, it's it does make me think about like how could I better set myself up? Like, um, you know, I felt physically weak. So what do I need to do to feel physically strong mm-hmm. on a more regular basis? Like, mm-hmm. and that's been kind of a motivation for, um, you know, like 
just doing more strength training and actually like trying to work out for those physical benefits like not just appearances but like actually keeping my body strong because not that I would need to use physical force but it's just that it just even having that ability like just makes me feel more powerful right mm, like, exactly right just, it's like a comfort to, to keep and, well, and it feels like I have more options right you know like if I can like barely move furniture on my own like that doesn't that doesn't make me feel very like <laughs> right again like those situations are <laughs> you know like, like uh, that kind of thing it just doesn't like it doesn't help so if I can do something that will help that's what I'm going to do right um and then you know the kind of things are like oh what would I do differently next time instead of like beating myself up about it and like because I did get in that thing I was like oh my gosh I'm so stupid like what like I said what business do I have living on my own it's like no I've been fine every other time since then I've been fine through this like I actually am fully capable (laughs) you know I can take more measures to be safer like that's fine you know I play music when I'm walking by myself if I need to get from my car to my actual apartment like I keep a flashlight on Mm -hmm. you know I double check things if I've been home alone and there's nobody there like I double triple check the door like that kind of thing Mm -hmm. which can I don't know if it might sound obsessive but like it's those things that like make me feel better Mm -hmm. and I think it's like just those extra precautions and a little bit more a little bit more pre-thought right you know it's it's those sense of um um, like safe, uh, secure and safe measures that helps create a safe environment. Yeah, exactly. Right. And it's like, I'd much rather like do it ahead of time than like, I'd rather be proactive than reactive right. kind of thing. Right. Um, so that's that. And then with the other, like kind of my work situation, um, I've learned where I do want to be more powerful and intentional, um, and, you know, right now I'm at a time in my life where it's okay or that I'm powerless, but I'm moving in towards, a, and actually, like, when I'm, quote unquote, powerless at work, like, I'm able to do other stuff. Like, right. that's probably why I can be in leadership at our at class. outer class. Yeah. Like, yeah. I have more mental capacity for that. And, like, that's, like, having that time to just kind of come down and really realize what kind of leader I do want to be Mm -hmm. then being able to apply it to a different situation now I can like really decide what kind of leader I want to be in my career or whatever like Mm -hmm. I pursue for work kind of thing that's interesting because like you because what you said what kind of leader you want to be yeah and and that's really what it has been about Mm -hmm. because you know like I've always like I'm a quiet leader mm. like I'm not very flashy I don't like mm-hmm. there's not like a podium a, for you to slam yeah, on yeah I'm not I don't <laughs> like being like that I don't really raise my voice unless everybody's being loud mm-hmm. and I'm trying to get somebody's attention Fair. Mm-hmm. um but you know like I've always thought of myself as more of a supporting role like oh, I'm okay. here to help like when I'm working like I'm here to help you do your job better mm. or like if you like physically need something that I mm. have access to like mm-hmm. I'm taking on that power like mm. I take on the power of you know that kind of thing mm-hmm. well I actually let's talk about that a little bit more because like I <clears throat> never really thought about different types of leaders oh, you know yeah. sure like i've never really because like like i thought like me like because there's there's so many things about being a leader mm-hmm. but i never thought there's an actual distinction of actually picking 
one type of leader you are. Well, and mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily picking one type, uh-huh. but I think it's really working with your like skill set to see what kind of leader you. Yeah, like, like it the turns, style it that you are, be, right? Yeah. Oh, that's right. You okay. know what I mean? I get it. Yeah, you're like your mm-hmm. leadership style and like um, how you invoke. Because I think that happens like, like you, yeah, you, like I can sense it. And you can sense it in certain type of people, but I think everyone is capable of leadership. Mm-hmm. Like everyone is. Mm. It's just, but what I think people have a hard time with is like, well, like certain positions kind of require certain types of leadership ability. Yeah. Oh, and then other times it's like, well, like how you are, right? Um, it's just like, or everyone thinks that leadership is only one thing. Like everyone, that, that the leader is at the head of the pack. I think, yeah, I think leadership, especially like in the media and movies and and TV shows, like it's very different. It's portrayed Mm -hmm. one way. Yeah, that's 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 the thing that uh, that I've been more exposed to is Mm -hmm. like there's one way of a good leadership. There's one way to a bad leadership. Yeah. You know, so that's that's the thing. But if you think about it, you've got a bunch of different leaders in your life. Mm -hmm. You know, you had your teachers, Mm -hmm. you've had your parents mm-hmm. you've had even friends that have done yeah that. you've had your friends like there's kind of one person that like yeah. sort of directs the group you had directors you've had you know and then even above like there's people above that like mm-hmm. there's principals above yeah. teachers and there you know all these different sort of things and if you really think about it like each one of them is a different kind of each one leads in a different way mm. right that's really and cool. then again yeah you and then for like developing that right you take a look at what like what inspires you and like okay like what gives out your best sense and i think what eventually translates it's like your love languages like what you feel like you're you you feel cared for or what inspires you you try to do for others and that's mm-hmm. your, that becomes your your understanding of leadership style right? mm-hmm. yeah i see that's mm-hmm. really cool i yeah. i've mm-hmm. like that's that's new to me Mm-hmm. That's very new to me. I didn't really realize that. That's yeah. really cool. And again, you, you play to your strengths, right? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I I think it can be hard as a leader because, one, you need to play to your strengths, but you also need to recognize the strengths in others. the team that you're working with. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, to really make an effective team, to, like, really bring that out in people. Mm-hmm. So, I see. Yeah. And, okay. you know, it's a lot about, like, I've had to do that many times, like, learning what my managers valued Mm -hmm. and like trying to like see how I did that when I worked with them or you know what what other people like some people need a little bit more supervision than others you know some Mm -hmm. people you can give them a task and they'll do it yeah some people need to be kept busy Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's what I say. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> it's like yeah, recognizing who who's following you and how they best can follow you and get them to where you need to yeah. go. Yeah, I see. Like that's just that's super important. But then I think also on that part, right? Not but, but and mm-hmm. is um you have to think about your weaknesses and sometimes in roles of leadership that you've had. Like for me, I can't keep dates for my life. Mm. And in certain roles in leadership, it's like, well, I was supposed to meet up with blank, like, ah, man, I forgot. Like, that's bad. And so you supplement that by, you know, whatever you do. Like, I had to buy, like, a physical day planner, Mm -hmm. you know, like, old pen and paper style, have this hulking, not hulking, but it's, like, bigger than a phone, obviously. And I'm, Mm -hmm. like, jotting things down because I know that's how I remember things better. And, like, being a better leader is really about, like, yeah, strengthen, like, playing your strengths uh, just like Jenny said, recognizing how best people can follow and doing the best you can to do that, and then supplementing your weaknesses as well. Mm, yeah. And then, then 
and I think ultimately, right, like to circle in, like a, a good leader makes your the your, the people you, who follow you feel empowered. Yeah, not mm, powerless, that's very important. Yeah, right, because then mm-hmm. then you're like an asshole. Like you're just an asshole yelling <laughs> yeah. at things. Well, I mean, like, well, I feel okay. Well, what creates quote unquote an asshole in my perspective is is establishing fear as a center of power versus establishing trust. As a center mm. of power, that's a, that's a that's a definitely like a, a, a perspective that I agree with because like um, in that uh, because I think trust, I think openness, right? Um, because then you get re- real information to best lead, right? Because mm-hmm. if you're if it's fear, like hey, you just gotta do this, or else I'm gonna break your back or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, I'll just do it, but then they're not gonna give you the best because you don't know mm-hmm. what they're no. what they need. Because like I because like. That's that's I've been to many jobs that that the center of power is is fear mm-hmm. because like there's been like especially in in the sales and marketing world um, that I was in um, like if you didn't make your quota or if you didn't make your goal or anything like that um, they 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 drop the hammer on you yeah. and and then, like they get angry and unleash the crap out of you yeah and so I think, you know yeah, yeah go ahead go ahead no sorry yeah no I think that it's weird because like I had a similar experience in college where it was like more fear based mm-hmm. like leadership uh, more like comparison based leaderships you know um, and more expectation rather than direction kind of like, yeah um, and um, it's just it's it's effective in like I feel what we consider short term goals yeah right like in the very short term but in the long term like that residual understanding of how things get done like People just start quitting. <laughs> They're yeah. like, I don't need this garbage in my life. Yeah. Like, I, I like, and then they really start to reorient uh, accordingly. Because I think that's what happened with you, right? You're just like, I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you know, like, and if 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 you're a person that wants to build a business long term, then you really got to think like, is fear really the best option for how you're going to go about with your employees mm-hmm. and stuff like that? Because like, I think what creates longevity is building trust. Yeah. Like, in my in my opinion, how my brain sees it is that trust and fear on are opposite sides of the of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. The more the more you allow fear to have power, the less trust you have right. in yourself and in others. Mm-hmm. The more power you put in trust the less fear you have in yourself and mm-hmm. with others. Mm-hmm. So that's that's how I see it. Yeah. And I think another way, I don't know, uh, and, and on the theme of this, like, again, if you make your employees feel empowered, they have more reason to stay, you know, like yeah. they have more reason to care mm-hmm. about yeah. whatever they're doing. Because it's like, if you give them the opportunity, like, hey, like, like like here's a here's an opportunity for leadership or here's an opportunity for you to exhibit your talent or skill set and and help grow this thing they're like oh yeah of course like i i i, I would love to and then they're like okay well now i'm in you know like it's like i don't want to like get out now or whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah as as models go for like leadership yeah i think that i think we're all kind of like in in kind of like an agreement but i mean i've I've met others where it's like their styles are very like or their their philosophies are very like different and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but yeah um so you know thank you for everyone that's listened this, this far like um this is this is, I just love talking about these kind of things because it's super super important that we do something like this. Oh yeah. So, um, but yeah, um, if you guys uh, are listening to this on Apple Podcast or on any platform that uh, has a um, rating system, please give us five stars. Yeah. If you, if you enjoyed this episode, or, or any of our episodes for that matter, um, and if you like to follow us on Instagram, um, 
the podcast Instagram is creative underscore underscore emotions. And if you like to follow me, um, Alex uh, Lee, my Instagram handle is L3LACKFROST underscore LE. And if you're looking for me, that's Jenny. I'm at Curiously Radiant on Instagram. And if you're looking for me, it is Papa Seti 88 right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Every yeah. time. You know, you are doing so well. Uh, yeah. uh, Papa Seti 88, uh, and that's P-A-P-A-C-E-double-D-Y-8-8. So looking forward to hearing from y'all, and... Have a good day. Yeah, have a good day. Yay. All right. Yay. Peace out. Bye. Bye.